Hey everybody, welcome to the Anthony and Todd Show. We are a weekly podcast that critiques and memes music. I'm your host, Trevor, aka Theophilus London's BB Shark, aka Conway's biggest fan, according to Facebook. Why why are you Conway's did you have you liked any of Conway's posts? Or yeah, anything? I like his posts because I'm proud of him, but I don't <laughs> like all of the posts. So like I don't know. One time I was Slow Tie's biggest fan, one time I was Stereo Gum's biggest <laughs> fan. Like it really changes. I just like everybody. I'm joined by my ever attentive co-host, my best friend, my pal, my amigo, my Drew Vincent. AKA this funeral was not funeral. Usually they are. <laughs> They're hilarious. But not this one. <laughs> this is episode 126 of the Anthony and Todd Show, an episode we would like to call of Theophilus London. And today we're going over recent projects from the likes of Little Wayne with Funeral, Theophilus London with Bebe, Bebe. Adam Cole, Bebe, and of Montreal, of Montreal with your fun. Your fun. It's all caps, so you have to scream. Your, it. it should have been called your in. Your fun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, before we start, uh, if you want to follow the Anthony and Todd show on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, find us at Anthony Todd. You can find us at youtube.com forward slash the Anthony Todd show. And you can find us patreon.com forward slash the Anthony Todd show if you want to support us monetarily. Also, uh, we were going to do a Grammys video, but I think that's kind of pointless now because we waited to like. We had to, we we're gonna do it last week and then we ran out of time. So uh, I won 110 to 104, if that matters. It was really close <laughs> because of I at the end it was 10 100 to 104, but then I guess Billy Eilish for all the predictions in the uh the first round of drafting. So like I got five point no, I got yeah, five points each or something like that along the lines of that maybe it was 115 to 104 i don't know but i won that's my title belt now if you can see it it, it still is mine it was always mine it's just some it my name's tra- on it still yeah <laughs> i didn't take it off because i'm lazy and uh yeah uh, i like how it's funny the only thing i want to talk about the grammys and i don't want to go into too depth is now people are actually uh wondering what the fucking urban contemporary album is yeah i'm really glad that that's finally getting questioned because we've been asking this for years where's chief keek's recognition for urban contemporary albums yeah um i think my favorite part about the grammys was the fashion i've been seeing a lot of really cool like fan art of people like lil nas x and billy eilish and uh, billy porter's like outfits that they've been wearing and i i've really enjoyed it i saw them like as pokemon trainers i saw them like in the style of persona five <laughs> cutscenes, like there's some really cool ones out there so I'm, I'm really enjoying that everybody likes the fashion you know who likes persona five lil wayne lil wayne time danny to go brown to, actually danny brown but also lil wayne time to go to the latest lil wayne album funnel Feet, funnel funnel cake, cake. <laughs> he had too much funnel cake and now it's funeral time. cake <laughs> <laughs> Little Wayne's latest album, Funeral. Uh, Little Wayne, New Orleans MC, legend of the bling era of hip hop. And uh, yeah, there's not too much to say. If you don't know about Little Wayne, you've been living under a rock for the last decade plus. Uh, this man has so many hits under his belt. He essentially established the new uh, the mumble rap trend in pop rap. And the Carter 3 is iconic for essentially what it did for pop rap and changing the trends overall from something more uh i don't know something more uh narrative driven to something more hype hyper 
and uh, uncontrollable, strange, nasally. Uh, His last album, The Carter Five, which was released after so long of being uh, enchained to Birdman. Birdman was holding it. He would not let it out of his grip. And then Little Wayne tried to steal the CD back and he just couldn't because Birdman's wings are so big. And then he distracted him with a bag of bird seed (laughs) and he stole it while he wasn't looking. And then Birdman went to jail. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Because you're not allowed to mix both bird and man. Too much power. No man should have all that power. Well, <laughs> uh, so the Carter Five had it was actually a, a fun tribute to some of the highlights of the Bling area, but it it was mostly just a nice pop rap album. It wasn't amazing by any means, but I think I had fun with it. It was like an hour and forty something minutes. There are way too many tracks, but I think overall, Little Wayne did his best to I don't know hold his own. Over a ridiculous amount of songs. There's great tracks like Dedicate, Uproar, Mona Lisa with Kendrick Lamar. I just think that's a fun album that has its problems, but it manages to have a ton of highlights throughout. It was a good time for all I'm concerned. Uh, I'm consistently blown away by how many people consider Lil Wayne to be like the best MC or best rapper of all time. Truly, <laughs> truly blown away. I cannot believe that so many people like think that Lil Wayne is so good. And then you, he puts out something like Funeral. <laughs> <laughs> so this new album, Funeral, is an hour and 16 minutes. And uh, God damn, is this atrocious. Are we listening to the same Lil Wayne? <laughs> it's like there's no like it isn't in comparison to really bloated, long hip hop albums. It's not the worst one I've ever listened to. Uh, he's also not trying to uh, play the guitar and do rock music on this, so I'll give him that. I wish you would do that. <laughs> um, I miss it. But, uh, yeah, this is just so mediocre and so long that it just becomes so mind-numbingly boring. This is just one of the most boring things I've heard in a while. Just, like, I, I just wanted it to end. I was just waiting, and then this thing's like 24 tracks for some fucking reason. And all of them are at least plus two to three minutes. And they just keep on going, and Lil Wayne just gets nasalier and nasalier, and he just gets annoying and more annoying, and there's like no diversity to this lineup, really. Like, last one you had eras, you had some bling throwbacks, brilliant era hip-hop throwbacks, you had some more conscious rap tracks, like on Mona Lisa. Yeah, more like trap rap kind of thing. Yeah, and then you also had some, like, pop rap in there, and it was nice, it was diverse enough for that album. This is just, like, one note bright. It's bright, but it's, like, in a flashing way, like a little Uzi Vert, uh, Playboy Cardi type of way, where it's just annoying, like, that type of bright. Um... I think Little Wayne's nasaliness is also making him seem a bit dated in a sense, because it's like, I don't know. I feel like he's taking his own style and essentially doing what people have taken him from or taking his influence. So he's like copying himself. Yeah, in a sense, because like I get a lot of Little Uzi Vert off of this, which makes sense because Little Uzi Vert takes from that era of Little Wayne. And now Little Wayne's taking from. Modern day Lucifer. Right. 
And it's just kind of this endless loop of just I, I just feel like he's not even himself across any point of this album. Like he's kind of somber at the beginning track, but there's like he's also ridiculously stupid and the most nasally. The vocals on this range from like, I don't know, uh, see you in your nightmare with Kanye level fun to just fun, stupid to just terrible. Like that's the range. Like sometimes it's ironically fun to the points where it's just goddamn atrocious on this. Like I don't think he has a single good vocal performance on here that you can't say is just like ironic. Yeah, um, I'm also really, really surprised by um, how many newer artists are featured on here and how much influence he takes from newer artists, despite coming out like recently and saying I don't like listen to new rap. I don't care about new rap. I had a bunch of dudes in my Twitter timeline that were like, oh, Wayne's the king. Wayne's the goat. I can't believe like he doesn't care about new rap. He's at a point where he doesn't have to care about new rap when he's got people like Lil Baby and Takeoff and Lil Twist and X on his on his album. Like these are people that are new rappers. <laughs> these are people that are like, you know, people that are taking from his influence and he's like, well, come on in, like, come join my album. And then he goes on, goes on record. He's like, yeah, I don't care about that. 21 Savage is multiple. People. Yeah, he said like 21 Savage is a group. <laughs> They're talking about how like Kanye West, like he didn't even know about the Sunday service thing, but like he was on a Kanye album. <laughs> Not the one that was the Sunday service. Well, no, but, but enough. You think we keep up to date with his own pals. That's what lean does to you. You lose, you lose contacts <laughs> and the time like he how much time he lost on this. I lost an hour and 16 and that was just second hand. I lean. really did. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I just want to go over some highlights and yeah. some lowlights uh, highlights. The track mahogany is yeah. short enough to just be really fun with some like really slamming uh, percussion work and in nice the background. Nice of vocals. Exactly. And then leading right into Mamma Mia, which I thought was <laughs> stupid and not ABBA, but also I thought it was fun. He makes a lot of really funny references on there. He's like, my girl's, what does he say? My girl's Jewish. Wait, my girl's Jewish? My money's looking Arabic. My eyes looking Korean. He says, I'm from Mars, but I'm acting like I'm from the planet of the apes. I thought that was super funny. Uh, you get tracks like Dreams where he has. Uh, just it's just Beck's dream. <laughs> I don't think it's like that. Yeah, it's he the, just has it's ridiculous the, vocals. Track. This is like the peak of his vocals on here, I'm pretty sure, to the point where he's just like, yeah, it's it's uncaged. It's ironically entertaining. <laughs> the, hook, the hook is awful, but it's hilarious. So he's talking about how he had a dream where he woke up. He had a dream where he was broke, didn't have diamonds or gold. I had a dream I was a fool, and you can hear like the auto tune. Didn't have a mansion or a pool. <laughs> no, I know he's gonna have to. He's gonna have to swim at the at the public pool. But then he says, "Thank God it was just a dream," and it's awful. Uh, Get out of my head is probably his most experimental moment on here, but he's just ripping off X's style. And how how this is like his third track with X, and he never met the, the guy. other one was better. <laughs> no, there's Don't two cry. more. There's two others. There's one in the Spider-Man soundtrack. Don't cry was the better track. Yeah, it was. But this one, it's just like it's not terrible. It still is all the cliches X had throughout his career, but it's still probably the most little Wayne taste of risk, and his risk was just biting someone else's style. Yeah. Um like 
Wayne's World is just stupid. Like Wayne's World sampling the Wayne's World like jingle jingle from SNL. That is one of the dumbest decisions. I would have thought it would have happened by now. Like I thought this would but would have been a track like you think he would have done this ago. on his You think he would have done this on his rock album? Or on his debut album, like literally any other project he's made. It's taken him until twenty twenty to make that connection. Uh, Trust Nobody featuring Adam Levine showcases that uh, Adam Levine will do anything for a paycheck, including working with Little Wayne. This reminds me a lot of that Maroon 5 track with Future. Uh, just two things that should never be put together are put together right next to each other, and they both get equal time. And then it gets put next to each other again on this record. <laughs> it's just... I don't know why that was... Like needed on here, Adam Levine's so flat. Little Wayne's so annoying. The two just make this like unholy pop rap garbage bath that is just like it's unattainable. It doesn't feel like they're even in the same track. (laughs) It feels like the hook like came from something different, and he just slapped it on there. Hey, look, Adam Levine's on my song. Given credit, I think Two Chains is entertaining. I think Big Sean's okay. I think Little Baby's passable. Um, J Rock's passable, Takeoff's passable. The Dream just sounds like the weekend. Not passable. He got an F. <laughs> just sounds like the weekend. That's literally like the Dream usually has some more distinct vocals, but this time he just comes off as someone else. Yeah, which is fitting on this album where Little Wayne's just biting other ideas <laughs> of his former ideas. <laughs> I uh, wouldn't be surprised if Lil Wayne like drank a bunch of lean and then listened to his own record. And he was like, this guy's really good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh, there's not a lot to say. I think this is just like so long. It's so excruciatingly long and uh, just painful to sit through. Uh, The material on here is not the worst. Uh, I think in comparison to something like A Culture 2 by Migos, I think Lil Wayne's putting more time into his tracks longer than 15 minutes, which isn't really saying much, but I think he's putting more effort than something like Amigos. But I also think everything on here is just so excruciatingly boring that I think I'm almost in the same scenario I was two years ago with Culture 2. So that's why I keep, it all, keep in mind the all scores if you tell me this right now. I think this is a big old two. Oh, out of, dang. Out of, out of ten. It's one of dang. the worst things I've heard. Yeah, I, d- I really hate how bloated it is. I think I'm going to have to echo that sentiment and give this a big fat two. Now we need to take some, uh, what is it, Pepto-Bismol. Oh. <laughs> Pepto-Bismol to get rid of the bloat. And speaking of bloat, time to go over the latest. Theophilus London. Baby. <laughs> Baby. Theophilus. I keep on forgetting how to pronounce his name. You got it. Because it has a lot of vowels. Theophilus. 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 Uh, Theophilus London is a Trinidadian. Trinidadian. Trin- <laughs> Trinidadian. Canadian. Trinity. American rapper and singer. Um, and he's just been all over the place. He's a fashion icon. He's worked with the likes of Kanye West. He formed a super group with Tame Impala called Theo Impala. <laughs> Uh, he's he's just been all over the place. Such a bad name. <laughs> I, don't know, like, I kinda like it the more I listen to it. <laughs> the name? Yeah. Theo <laughs> and Paula. I, think, makes, I don't know, it makes sense. I think Tame Law and Tame, tame begins with a T and Theo begins with a T. So Tame Theo. No. <laughs> tame London. 
Theo, Theo Impala. <laughs> Theo Impala. Uh, so yeah, The Office of London is collaborated with the likes of Tay Impala's Kevin Parker, Kanye West, Ariel. Ariel, Ariel Pink. Pink. I almost said Ariana Grande. I don't know where that came out. Uh, Little Yachty, Raekwon. Uh, they're on this album in particular. Uh, it's 49 minutes, 13 songs. Trevor told me to listen to this album because uh, he was hyping it up to me. Uh, I heard nothing about the release of this. I didn't either. One of my buddies that I work with loves Tame Impala. Like, will drink in anything that they release ever. And he saw that they had worked together. And he played me Whiplash at work, and I just loved it. Whiplash. It kept getting stuck in my head. Whiplash, which I think it was a song that debuted in 2016 and got, like, it was, <laughs> like, revealed in 2018 on, like, a radio show and then got an official release last year, which I heard uh, before, and I wasn't super stoked on the collaboration. Here it makes a lot more sense. I think the collaboration between the two really works. I think they have a lot of chemistry. I think yeah. the production really suits Theophilus. Um, and I also like how when he's working with Kevin Parker, uh, his tracks are pretty slimmed down to the bare essentials of what they need to be in terms of length. Because going through the rest of this album, like nearly every song besides the two and Tame Apollo ones goes on like a minute or two too long. I think the songs can be fine. I think they're catchy, but I think they just go on forever and they repeat the same ideas. And I think while the ideas are catchy, they're not allowing to support 49 minutes of this. Also, we get two versions of Bebe, one which has a, a gigs feature, one, one that doesn't. There's no other differences besides that one gigs verse. And we get it twice. It's not a bonus track. It just put on the end for some reason. Yeah. And then the same thing with Seals. We get a, a longer version without Little Yachty on here. We didn't need that at all. Which is uh, less interesting. Uh, probably would have made a good verse in the actual Seals track. The Seals uh, reprise, which comes before the original Seals. So how is it a reprise if it's... I don't know. And then uh, Revenge featuring Ariel Pink, I think, is uh, the last track on here. Which is put in this weird death spot for me because i think the end of this album is just so long i think is a fun like synth pop track i think him and collaborate he collaborates pretty well but also it has the same flaw of a lot of this album it just goes on for way 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 too long like so theophilus london uh has a good ear for hooks and performance he does not have a good writing credentials he doesn't have good writing credentials on this yeah he doesn't really have any character to his lyricism he doesn't really have any like notability to anything he's really saying throughout all this um i just find him really flat personality wise when you just go into what he's saying but like his personality performance wise is pretty decent he's not the most innovative artist ever but i think he does enough and he's an entertaining front man i that's why i think if there was ever a full-on collaboration between him and kevin parker that duo would really work because i think he needs someone to hone him back on a lot of these ideas uh but there's like great tracks on here like i think baby is super fun even though it just goes on until the cows come home uh only you which is a cover of uh stephen monite's only you which is awesome i just think that's a, a killer disco inspired track I just think it's fantastic. I think the collaboration of this, these psych rock elements with these disco elements and these uh, across this whole entire thing, you get elements of a uh, like uh, dub yeah. and uh, 
what was I going to say? Uh, Calypso. Calypso across this entire thing. And I think it really works. I think Loto Yachty is used in a decent way on here, on Seals. I like how he's given this more ethereal presence, which we really haven't seen him before. And it works, but it goes on forever. Just forever. <laughs> and it just doesn't hold any weight. Like, this track's like almost five minutes and it really doesn't say anything and it just repeats the same notes over and over again while yachty is impressive in this performance it doesn't have enough weight to support like five minutes of him just being on loop mm-hmm. uh whoop tang flow featuring raekwon uh <laughs> is one of the most annoying tracks on here just because it's the most repetitive hook, Raekwon's only around for a little bit. He's he's fine. He has a decent verse, but just the hook on repeat. And Trevor, uh, if you can keep the audience entertained while I look up the lyrics real fast, the m- most important lyric overall, real fast. <laughs> okay, personally, um, I like this album. I think that some of the songs, like you said, do go on like super long. But I think that the hooks and the like the catchiness of the tracks are enough to keep me interested. If I had it my way, I would just get rid of the original baby and put in the gigs version because I think that's the superior version. And I'd get rid of the solo version of Seals because I think it's pointless. Yeah. It's like six minutes. It doesn't fit in with the feel of the album. Like this is a very Caribbean inspired album with like a lot of like you said, dub influences and Calypso influences, and that's super fun. Then Seals is, like, not that at all. Yeah. It's very... It's ethereal. Yeah, it's just very... Voidy. Boring and, like, yeah. slowed and progressive. Here's here's the light line on Wu-Tang flow that I was looking for. All white hat, man. I feel like Tom Brady. Your girlfriend, she's shady. That hoe tried to rape me. <sighs> This is the lyricism we're talking about across this entire thing. Um, yeah, there's there's good ideas and performances, but they go on for way too long for a lot of this. And I think there's a lot of trimming. And I think there's like there's potential here. I just don't think that's fully being lived up to its expectations. I guess like the way I'm looking at it, like personally, I'll continue to listen to it because even though the tracks do go on for a little long, I would rather have a song that I really enjoy go on for too long than one that was, like, not enjoyable at all go on for way too long and be super bloated. And I really like Baby, and I like the that bass line of that and the hook to that is, is so catchy, and I would, like, I'm okay with listening to it, like, more times than listening to something that I don't find any value in. But then, you're right, like, if I want shorter songs, I can always listen to the Tame Impala tracks or the Ariel Pink track. Um... Yeah, that's all I really say. I think this thing's just pretty bloated when it comes to its length and some of the ideas being repeated. Uh, keep in mind, those scores are futile and meaningless right now. I think this is like a 6 to 7. I'm going to give it like a 7 plus. And I'm going to leave it at that. And we're going to move forward to Montreal. <laughs> it's forward. Forward. Up there. It's up there. <laughs> In, this, in the attic. All gonna make me lose my mind up, up in, in there. there. <laughs> up in there. Time to go to the latest album Montreal record. You're fun. You're fun. You are F-U-N. <laughs> uh, Montreal is an Athens Georgian pop band led by Kevin Barnes. And this record essentially is him stripping back on uh, collaborators and just recording this entire thing by himself. 
and it takes huge influence from a bunch of 80s albums. The biggest influence I get across this thing is Cyndi Lauper, and it's essentially just a lecture pop album. Uh, I've no... I have no familiarity with a lot of, of Montreal. I just know I find them at times to be kind of like Animal Collective Light, and other times I just find them to be superly saturatedly annoying in the worst possible way. So it ranges in that scale. Okay. Uh, this album, I think, going over it, I think there's some... It's it's catchy. I think it has some nice grooves. I think the Electro Park elements are fine, but I think personality-wise, it's just... Uh, it ranges between uh, annoying and just falling flat on having no purpose for the, the stylistic switch up on here. Personally, I find it to be annoying. Like, there's a couple of there's a couple of, of Montreal tracks that I like, and it's like mostly the well known ones by Surgic Bliss, Gronlandic Edit, that kind of thing. But this, I just found to be like really annoying. Peace to all freaks <laughs> went on for like way too long. Gypsy That Remains is just a rip-off ABBA track, and I just <laughs> listen to it and wish it was ABBA the entire time I'm listening to it. Um, 20, 20th Century Schizophrenic Revengeoid Man <laughs> led me on, and it wasn't what I thought it would be. You thought it was going to be 21st Century Schizoid Man by King Crimson, and then it was going to be sampled by Kanye West. It's, I mean, I thought it was going to contain samples of the King Crimson, and it didn't at all, and it was just stupid. Uh, some of the ideas on this is on the opening track. He's talking about his lover and how he doesn't want to be homophobic like his parents are and doesn't want to do all these bad things like the world is treating him. But it just falls up being like this really stupid, flat love ballad. Uh, polyandrism is him in a relationship with a girl, having her making up her mind if, if he wants him or does she want to be uh, free and uh, have an open relationship. She also, has to choose from, between the two, and it's giving him an aneurysm. From uh, polyaneurysm, I got a lot of, like, Cars vibes. Yeah. Like, very Rick Akasek vibes. Yeah. And I thought you were talking about Owen Wilson vibes. <laughs> yes. It's, it reminds me exactly of Life is a Highway. <laughs> uh, get God's attention by being an atheist is just, <laughs> it's just so flat and boring and just, like, edgy for no reason um there's uh, as trevor mentioned just because every main sounds like an alba track with no point to it um don't let me die in america is kind of funny at times saying i've lost my country because i don't have love for piggy piggy fascists and then it i i think the hook on this is the most successful don't let me die i think it's it's catchy annoying it hits that line the best out of here with those choruses and being sticky and uh flamboyant itchy i think it works really well on that idea and then 20 centric schizophrenic revan gold man uh talking about kind of being losing a sense of everything in your surroundings and kind of just being lost but also at the same time i think a lot of this album just feels lost <laughs> and kind of a purpose of why yeah this thing is the length it is it's catchy uh it's all big though there's no quiet intimate moments that are worth anything it's just all big it's all hooks it's all essentially just like singles in a sense i'm not saying they're all good no i don't think they're all like, good at all like, but like there's they all feel like they're just the singles that you would promote yeah and the track names sound like they're named by mount erie <laughs> <laughs> gypsy that remains does sound like a mount erie track i'll give you that one uh there's just yeah this wasn't 
us so bad uh, that it ruined, I don't know, my opinion of Montreal further than I didn't have an opinion of them already. But uh, I just think this thing's kind of weak overall this, with some fun hooks. Too. My opinion of, of Montreal has changed because I ask myself, like, pretty often why they're so popular. And I still haven't figured it out yet. I really, like, I really don't get it. Because I, you know, the tracks, like, I mentioned, my Surging Bliss or Grand Atlantic Edit, like, arguably their two biggest tracks up until this point, don't really have that kind of, like, staying power for me. It's just still not something that I overly care about. And that's weird to feel that way, because, like, I can at least understand the appeal of other indie bands like this, but I just, I don't understand, like, I don't get it. Yeah. Also, they're polyvinyl signee, so... I don't think that they fit in well with <laughs> the other final signees. Um, yeah, I think we're going to leave it. Oh, keep in mind, of course, if you're telling me this right now, I th- think this is like a 45. I'll give you like a four. You yeah. got a 45? Yeah. Out of 10. I fucking <laughs> love this out. <laughs> um, yeah, that's it for this week's episode of the Anthony and Todd show. Uh, if you want to catch up with us on social media, you can find us at Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Anthony and Todd. You can find us at YouTube, Facebook, uh no not just you just youtube not youtube facebook that's not a thing Uh-oh. youtube youtube.com forward slash the anthony and todd show uh in the year 2026 when facebook buys youtube or google buys facebook one of the two and then youtube <laughs> or mark zuckerberg launders money through a weird cheer and events all of a sudden google owns facebook when mark zuckerberg makes a youtube channel <laughs> uh you can find us at uh, patreon.com forward slash the anthony touch you can find us at podbean stitcher google play google play or google podcast out podcast and spotify by searching anthony Tajo on your favorite podcast browser and until next time guys i have been vincent i'm trevor and see you boys bye everybody